any cast, anytime, anywhere. I'm your host, Gaylord. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we've been on the air now about three, four months, and we've had a little bit of direction change. Uh, sorry about missing our Thursday deadline for the episode, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll out. We're going to start with YouTube. Now, YouTube's a great thing if you like learning things, if you like to just watch stupid cat videos, you know, things like that. Uh, now, one thing I do have a problem with the YouTube is I have small children, and they love watching those videos uh, of people playing video games, which, hey, that's what floats your boat, you know, good for you. But when I, I look at this and I'm watching games that are absolutely directed for five, six-year-olds, and there's somebody using, you know, abusive, abrasive language, you know, you, you don't fit the criteria of what this game is really supposed to be, you know, hang it up, dude. Hang it up. Hang it up, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's just, you got to draw the line somewhere. If you're playing a five-year-old's game just so you can get followers, I'm sorry, that you, you got to draw a line there. there there's nothing worse. It's, it's pretty deplorable. <laughs> it, it just really is. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, if I directed my audience was 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, you know, things like that. You know, even though I, I have children and any cast for them isn't a way of life, but they know that their dad does something and they know that they can't listen to it because it's aimed at an adult crowd. I mean, it's things that they don't really relate to. It's things they don't need to know or need to hear. You know, uh, there's a lot of fuck this dick jokes, pussy jokes, politics. You know, everything you shouldn't talk about, everything you should talk about, it's all right here. But I have to draw the line, folks. I got to draw the line right there. If you're playing a five-year-old game and you're putting it out on YouTube, it's that's just that's just disgusting. But anyhow, let's go ahead and we're going to jump right in. Uh, we do have a special uh, 10 minutes interval at the end here. Uh, if you haven't heard... Uh, you know, the, the government's been shut down, it's been shut down a little while. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, wasn't even paying attention to that when I put out my uh, last episode here about, what, eh, a week and a day or two ago. So, with that in mind, let's go ahead. Now, the first story we have this week is uh, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon won't. They've pulled marketing and pulled designs for doormats that are anti-Muslim. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, you can still get the Confederate flag, you can still get the American flag, you can get all the flags under the sun, you can get anything, you can get a customized mat, same place, Amazon. But, if you put it in print and you put it on Amazon as an ad, they will pull it. How's that for your freedom of speech, America? Well, you know, is it peaceable? That that you know that's that's where the line is there. Amazon decided that they're going to pull those. <coughs> it, it's just ridiculous. This country is so politically correct. It's you know it goes right back to last week. Tax everything. Get it out of the way. 
Separation of church and state? No. We need to have transparency of all aspects of life. Just because you have a million dollars doesn't mean you should be exempt from somebody that only makes $10,000 a year. Well, if you make $10,000 a year, you're pretty much almost homeless in this country. Uh, you know, if you live in a colder area, uh, like I do, you know, you, you get uh, raped on your gas, uh, for running your home, your electric. I mean, it, it, bills pile up. I mean, that's the way of life. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, you, you do have the freedom to express yourself. And I say express yourself, you know, any means that you can. I mean, I'm not going to judge somebody for saying what they say or how they say it. I, it's, you know, it's just all based on it. You know, if you're confusing somebody for something they are or aren't, you know, you've just made an assumption which makes an ass of you and me. So... Thank you, Amazon, for pointing out that if it is defiled, you'll pull it. I guess, you know, I don't like drones because you can spy on people. Maybe you should not sell any drones because you have the option of flying it to your neighbor's window and watching what they're doing. And that's an invasion of privacy. But it is up to user discretion, not the seller, of what you do with that. So they're not going to pull that. Huh whatever now we'll go ahead I'm gonna move into a new thing here it's called apps I use now recently there's a game that I used to play called SimCity by Maxis uh, now it is uh, still by EA Entertainment Sports track 21 and it's called SimCity build it it's a pretty good game. It's a little app that you can download on your phone, tablet. It's available in the Google Play Store. I uh, haven't checked on other platforms, but eh, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm not really going to spend a whole lot of money on any game. So if I can't advance in the game at a, a decent clip or rate, depending on how you want to look at uh, my vernacular, I'm not going to play it. This one, I've been playing it now about a week, and... It's pretty good. I mean, it goes with the old standard of what the games stood for uh, for many, many years. Uh, I've had, I've been playing it since I think Hot Windows '95. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that, I guess that really dates me there. If I've been playing it since Windows '95, I think it was just called Sim City back then. <laughs> um, anyhow, it, it's a city maintenance scape where you have to maintain everything power water government services like police schools entertainment fire coverage you know and you have utilities where you have to build things in factories and then you have shops where you have to take the things that you get from the factories and build up other materials you know the games really evolved um, there's disasters you can unleash, other players can unleash, there's clubs. If you haven't checked it out, you should go ahead and check it out. It's SimCity, build it. Uh, I am on there in my Google Play, Craigor Forever. Uh, so if you do join that, you can go ahead and hit me up and look at my city. 
I'm also joined on with the Facebook family there. So, you know, just a little snippet there. It's got great graphics. You know, it's, I mean, you just basically are looking at the screen. There's not a whole lot of movement. There's, you know, however you design it, it's your city. Uh, it's either going to pass, fail. Like I said, I think I've been playing almost a week now and my city is already up to almost 120,000 and at 120,000 I can build an airport <laughs> so I suppose after I build the airport and I fix the tower of Dr. Vu maybe there'll be some bombings I don't know that's what disasters are right you know I mean probably not part of the game but I'll have to explore that eh, when I get there now there's one thing that I kind of was also bumbling about and I kind of saw that uh, the return of Captain Picard. Now for all you Star Trek fans, that could mean numerous, numerous cameos from all the old Star Treks, everyone that's been there. Uh, after the downfall of the Romulans, is it happening? What would be the name? Oh man. Uh, as I've read, uh, Stuart, he likes what he's read so far, and Alex Kurtzman, you know, I mean, he's the one that's writing it, so, 2019, hey, let's go, I mean, why not? I've watched every episode of Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek, you know, movies, everything, Enjoy it. Enjoy it immensely. Star Wars, I also enjoy Star Wars. I'm not one of the the groups of one or the other. <laughs> not really not really something that I I delve into to make arguments, you know, you know, who's better. You you can always make that assumption for yourself. Uh but like I said, when you make assumptions, you make an ass of you and me. So just keep it real with me and I'll keep it real with you. What we're going to do right now is I'm going to let you know, as we are still freshly entering 2019, who is still alive. Wouldn't you know, Kirk Douglas, born 1916, still alive. Harry Belafonte, 1927. Tony Bennett, 1926. Larry Storch of F Troop. 1923, Betty White, 1922, Hugh Downs from 2020, 1921, Hey Melbrooks, 1926, Dick Van Dyke, if that isn't a joke in itself, 1925, The Price is Wrong, Bitch, Bob Barker, 1923, our our famous cosmos David Attenborough, 1926. Carl Reiner, 1922, and Cloris Leachman, 1926. If you remember anything that any of those people have done, they're really old, and those are really old movies. So that kind of dates your, you know, 
your generation uh maybe you have a moment of of good goodwill on your on your side there and you're having a great memory you know really kind of what i'd like to inspire there now they're still alive not shitting you <laughs> I, I don't even know what else to tell you there they're still kicking there are still many of these uh tax-paying americans bumbling around these united states somewhere just waiting for you to not contact them because they just don't have time for you anymore and some of the people that don't care if you have time for them or not because they did not make it to 2019 sad but true some of these celebrities actually all of them are dead penny marshall no more shlemiel shlemalo from laverne and shirley passed away in 2018 steven hillenberg if anybody knows who that is you have children and you watch credits because he's the creator of spongebob squarepants famous for his hee-haw antics roy clark now everyone in the comic and movie spider-man x-men stan the man lee now we'll probably see him for another 20 years making cameos in movies but sadly he did pass as well now for fans of the walking dead herschel who was played by scott wilson also starred in the 1967 film in cold blood passed away our favorite bandit burt reynolds no longer with us but everybody knows bandits never die mac miller what a shame drugs took him right. blame it on the drugs aretha franklin one of motown's biggest ever love you have loved you will always love you anyone is a fan of the facts of life mrs garrett miss charlotte ray she passed away in 2018 the father of all Jackson 5, Joe Jackson, passed away. Another one that we've seen a lot on TV called The Old Man from Pawn Stars, Rick Harrison, has also not made it to 2019, along with Anthony Bourdain. Vern Troyer, now I, you know, really like to poke fun at, at, uh, at Vern you know he was the the little fellow that uh, <laughs> he was a drunkard you know he, no no avoiding that uh, everybody if you haven't seen that just look up Vern Troyer look up some funny moments from him <laughs> and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about I think I did make mention there is a, a dildo out there it's about the size of Vern Troyer and uh, you know parting words get in my belly you know we'll miss you bird also from night court the lovable magician harry anderson r lee ermy everybody's gonna miss you bud we really loved your movies we loved your service and you'll be missed Ooh ah and 
to top it off, he was in my daughter's favorite movie, Full Metal Jacket. Now, my daughter's only 10 years old, and she really adores Full Metal Jacket. Uh, really have this uh, mantra of, I really go with artistry. If it's in a movie, don't cut the language, don't take it literally, but it is artistry, just like singing songs. You sing it the way the artist wrote it, you listen to it the way the artist wrote it. There is radio edits, because radio edits need to be done based on the fact that people that shouldn't hear abrasive or abusive language are listening. You know, this is a premium service, so you're listening, you've looked at this, you know, you've made the choice, and you understand that there is explicit content here. But, keeping on here, we have Stephen Hawking, unfortunate, you know, hey, there are black holes. There are black holes. Avicii and Jerry Van Dyke, which seemingly, you know, you'd think the, the older brother would usually go sooner. But, hey, I don't know. Maybe that was drugs. Maybe some of these are just, you know, if drugs don't get you, cancer will. It's a reoccurring thought. Cancer, my only friend. You'll be with me till the end. Oh, right. What else have we got? What else do we got? What else do we got? Recently, San Diego has banned all forms of styrofoam. That includes take-home containers, which is really mad for all the restaurants in the area. You know, hey. But what we can expect to see out of that is probably more durable paper cartoning, cardboard cartoning with you know, wax covering that doesn't melt when you put hot food in it. Well, it doesn't leak when you put wet food in it. You know, things like that. That'd be great. Also includes egg crates, beach toys, buoys, and navigational markers. So, being on the sea, you don't want to put a lot of contaminants in the sea. Makes sense to me. It really might uh, be a standing point for what the rest of the nation, what the rest of the world needs to uh, start adapting to. I mean, we're moving on to natural spoons instead of plastic spoons and, you know, more natural straws, biodegradable straws, uh, things like that. It's time. I mean, we're in the snowflake generation, eh, which I actually like to call the self-checkout generation. Every seems everywhere you go nowadays, it's it's getting harder and harder to find a person to check you out at the store. There's someone there, though. If you forget to pay for something, there's someone there to tackle you when you go out the door. Sure, sure, sure. But if you want somebody to actually check you out, you're going to be waiting in the long line because that's just how it is. You know that that's just what we're living in, folks. You know, once again, what, what do we call that? What are we going to call that? We're going to call that the self-checkout generation. And realistically, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Nowadays, everybody's on their phone. Everybody's looking down at their phone. Everybody's looking at their televisions to find, you know, it's YouTube. It's music. It's music videos. It's, you know, it's just evolved 
when I was a kid, uh, you know, if you weren't watching what your parents were watching on TV, you were outside playing. You were doing something. You were reading a book, coloring, doing your homework. That's what you were doing. You weren't watching TV because your parents were going to tell you, no, you can't watch TV unless you watch what I'm watching. So, you know, as a kid, I watched a lot of soap operas. Because, <laughs> hey, being raised by my mother, I mean, that's what you get. So when the opportunity to go shoot something came up, I'm like, yes, thank you. Take me out there. Give me a gun. Give me a bow. Give me a fishing rod. You know, one of my favorite activities in life is to go fishing. Um, you know, teaching my kids how to fish. Uh, we like to camp. You know, camping to us, we, we call it glamping. Um, we like to have site where there's power and there's water. We have propane heater for our hot water so we can take showers and, you know, we have a chem toilet. You know, all the amenities of home except actual sturdy walls. And, <laughs> you know, I think we even have a, a 12,000 BTU uh, air conditioner for our camper. You know, it, it's great. It's great going out camping. You know, that's, that's a nice summertime thing and... Uh, anybody living down you know down south where it doesn't actually get cold i mean what we do you could live that way and i would i mean i i'd give up everything if i could live like that and be comfortable and not have somebody bother me and go you can't live that way you know with with children you can't you can't the government stepped in uh it's, it's really more difficult uh to raise your children in a, a non-conformed status than it was even 10 15 years ago you know you just need you need there are certain amenities you need to have and certain things that you need to maintain in order to hold a family unit together and uh, if you question that you can ask the government uh, they'll give you somebody to come right out to your house and help you out and explain that to you another thing we have this week cut the cable now Tribune channels are on antenna, so they're free. Now, the cable company, you know, they used to, years ago, always had the digital television. That's how they could get crystal clear TV, <coughs> is to position a digital antenna directly towards the television station that was broadcasting whatever programs. Now, you put your rabbit ears or you know your giant antenna up on your roof and you'd get similar results um, not exact results but similar and you're paying for the luxury of that coming in crystal clear with the cable company and now we have the internet so everything is starting to dwindle the free TV the free you know, everything is, is free. So a lot of people are cutting the cable uh, because cable companies, I think right now I have unlimited internet. I think we have a uh, hundred meg access is that and 10 channels of our choice between basic and upgraded cable is 120 some dollars a month, you know, and hey that's fine that's what we pay but just keep in mind I mean that's that's what I pay and that's probably what my neighbor pays and what my neighbor pays I mean so in my neighborhood 
You know, if I went up and down my street and I just counted the 20 places here and everybody has cable, that's, you know, the cable company's raking it in hand over fist. So why is it so expensive? You know, maybe it's time to get on board to cut the cable. Um, my internet access is really choppy. It goes out quite often and it's quite discouraging. I mean, if anybody's ever been out there watching porn, I mean, watching your favorite TV series, and all of a sudden it says no internet connection, fuck that. And then what do you have to do? Oh, you can get a credit. You have to call the cable company during the outage. They have to note the outage. And then there has to be an outage in your area in order for you to receive said refund for more than four hours. And that adds up, I think, four hours is 19 cents for recovery. So, in the end, you spend enough time. So, if you figure 19 cents, I call in 10 times, I get a $1.90 off my bill. You know, and they can verify, they have to verify that your internet's out. By the time, usually, I call, the internet's out for like 10 minutes. Like, why, wait, why is the internet out for 10 minutes? It's only out for 10 minutes. And it's always a certain time of day. It's always a certain certain times, around these times, well, maybe you shouldn't wait. You're going to dictate to me when I should and shouldn't use my internet? Why do I pay a premium for this internet if you're going to tell me when I should and shouldn't be on it? Oh, just unbelievable. Some of the things, some of the things. You know, now, we're going to go ahead right here with one more thing. That is the 50 and 19. So these are actors and actresses that you're going to know. You're going to know them. They're turning 50. They're turning half a century. So, you know, you're going to know them all. Maybe, maybe some of them you don't. You know, maybe you weren't into that programming. Cool, cool, cool. But we're going to run through this list. And, uh, you know, I'll give you their actual birth dates. If you need to worry about the year, think about it. They're turning 50 this year. Or have turned 50 this year. Uh, with Mr. Dope Show himself, it's Marilyn Manson with January 5th. From Friends, Jen Aniston. She's February 11th. Also from Friends, we have Matthew Perry, August 19th. Now, if you really need a knee-jerker, Nancy Kerrigan, October 13th. If anybody remembers Nancy Kerrigan, she, you know, oh, my knee. When Ron Galuli had the guys, yeah, wasn't that a hoot. <laughs> now, for my daughter's favorite uh, NCIS character, Polly Peretti. March 27th. Now, she doesn't even look 50. I, I just got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I really... Maybe it's the makeup. Maybe it's TV. You know, imagery is everything, folks. But if you look at her, she does not look like she's 50 years old. You know, her persona on TV is absolutely not that of a 50-year-old. I mean, if anything, she, I would honestly have put her at maybe 30 on the TV show. I mean, she really doesn't look like who she's trying to represent there and our old favorites from nwa everybody might remember 
Ice Cube, June 15th. Today was a good day. Jason Bateman of Arrested Development, January 14th. Now from one of my favorite groups, Tenacious D. Big shout out to Jack Black, August 28th. If you ever get back to Kickapoo, why don't you stop on through the South Beloit so I can meet you. And we've already talked about little people. We've made a couple of jokes. But here's a good joke. Peter Dinkle turns 50 on June 11th. <laughs> if anybody knows who he is, great. If you don't, eh, you know, he's he's in a lot of a lot of films. Uh, what he's most known for nowadays is Game of Thrones, which is coming to an end. Yay! Unless you're not on that bandwagon, then no! You know, whatever. Uh, gratuitous nudity, the, uh, it's great. Now, Patton Dodwald, January 27th. Now, he's a great feller. He's a great feller. He uh, starred in many things, many things. Uh, honestly, his little bit in uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the re-kick, I really enjoy that. I just really got to say that. Thank you, Patton. Now, Meredith Gray, Ellen Pompeo, November 10th. She is turning 50. Now, if anybody knows this show, it's been a long, long running show. Uh, right now, it's still running current. Uh, I think they're getting up to ER numbers uh, within regards to seasons. But she turns 50. If you watch the show, ah, man, she she's kind of starting to to look at. I mean, uh, when the show first started, I really, you know, she was a young med student, and she really, I really bought it. So there you go with that. This is Sparta. Gerard Butler, November 13th. Great actor, great actor. Got a little bit of a lisp, but everybody likes the lisp down here. And Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters with January 14th. Well, if anybody knows who Foo Fighters are, you know who I'm talking about. All these people here, all these people that we've talked about here in the past uh, five minutes or so, they've all turned 50 or are turning 50. Along with Jay-Z and his hard-knock life, sitting underneath his umbrella with his lady. December 4th, P. Sean Diddy Combs, November 4th, I think his career kind of really kicked off uh, with Biggie Smalls. Uh, Biggie Smalls, you know, what? one of rap's influencers uh, back in the day with him and uh, Tupac going at it who slept on whose couch who shot whose house whatever <laughs> our favorite actor portraying a female in many many movies including Boo, Medea Goes to Jail, Medea's Christmas, Medea Tyler Perry September 13th turning 50 turning 50 folks Jenny from the Block, July 24th, 
Jennifer Lopez, which is also my son's birthday, July 24th. Great day, great day. Now, not to be confused with Marky Mark, but he is from the new kids on the block. It's Donnie Wahlberg, August 17th. Another Walking Dead, but still living Walking Dead. That's Norman Reedus, January 6th. One of our favorite, favorite characters, Daryl. Great feller. He also uh, is on the AMC uh, ride with Norman Reedus. Oh, one of my favorite actresses back in the day. You had me at hello. Renee Zellweger. <laughs> That's April 25th, folks. April 25th. She'll be 50 years old. So if you remember Bridget Jones's Diary, or Bridget Jones's Diary 2, Bridget Jones's Diary 3, keep going. You know. <laughs> now, here's a little bit of a kickback if anybody remembers 90210. Jason Priestley, August 28th. He's going to be 50 years old. 50 years old, folks. You remember pining over here, ladies? Do you remember it? Do you remember? Oh, I'm going to marry him. Still an attractive feather, but going to be 50. Another, everybody knows, our favorite, I got you, babe. Hell no, Cher's not turning 50. Sonny Bono sure in the hell isn't turning 50, but Chaz Bono, 50 years old, March 4th. March 4th, folks. March 4th. So, there we have it with that. And now, what I have for you is a special word or a special couple minutes that I really need you to uh, just go ahead if you haven't listened to it. I'd really like you to take about 10 minutes and listen to this next part of our show. My fellow Americans, tonight I am speaking to you because there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis at our southern border. Every day, Customs and Border Patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. It strains public resources and drives down jobs and wages. Among those hardest hit are African Americans and Hispanic Americans. Our southern border is a pipeline for vast quantities of illegal drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. Every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across from our southern border. More Americans will die from drugs this year than were killed in the entire Vietnam War. In the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. 
Over the years, thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country, and thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. Last month, 20,000 migrant children were illegally brought into the United States, a dramatic increase. These children are used as human pawns by vicious coyotes and ruthless gangs. One in three women are sexually assaulted on the dangerous trek up through Mexico. Women and children are the biggest victims by far of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. It's a tremendous problem. Our proposal was developed by law enforcement professionals and border agents at the Department of Homeland Security. These are the resources they have requested to properly perform their mission and keep America safe. In fact, safer than ever before. The proposal from Homeland Security includes cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs, weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents, immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration fueled by our very strong economy. Our plan also contains an urgent request for humanitarian assistance and medical support. Furthermore, we have asked Congress to close border security loopholes so that illegal immigrant children can be safely and humanely returned back home. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. This barrier is absolutely critical to border security. It's also what our professionals at the border want and need. This is just common sense. The border wall would very quickly pay for itself. The cost of illegal drugs exceeds $500 billion a year, vastly more than the $5.7 billion we have requested from Congress. The wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great new trade deal we have made with Mexico. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis, and they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. 
My administration is doing everything in our power to help those impacted by the situation. But the only solution is for Democrats to pass a spending bill that defends our borders and reopens the government. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting. I have invited congressional leadership to the White House tomorrow to get this done. Hopefully, we can rise above partisan politics in order to support national security. Some have suggested a barrier is immoral. Then why do wealthy politicians build walls, fences, and gates around their homes? They don't build walls because they hate the people on the outside, but because they love the people on the inside. The only thing that is immoral is the politicians to do nothing and continue to allow more innocent people to be so horribly victimized. America's heart broke the day after Christmas when a young police officer in California was savagely murdered in cold blood by an illegal alien who just came across the border. The life of an American hero was stolen by someone who had no right to be in our country. Day after day, precious lives are cut short by those who have violated our borders. In California, an Air Force veteran was raped, murdered, and beaten to death with a hammer by an illegal alien with a long criminal history. In Georgia, an illegal alien was recently charged with murder for killing, beheading, and dismembering his neighbor. In Maryland, MS-13 gang members who arrived in the United States as unaccompanied minors were arrested and charged last year after viciously stabbing and beating a 16-year-old girl. Over the last several years, I've met with dozens of families whose loved ones were stolen by illegal immigration. I've held the hands of the weeping mothers and embraced the grief-stricken fathers. So sad, so terrible. I will never forget the pain in their eyes, the tremble in their voices, and the sadness gripping their souls. How much more American blood must we shed before Congress does its job? To those who refuse to compromise in the name of border security, I would ask, imagine if it was your child, your husband, or your wife, whose life was so cruelly shattered and totally broken. To every member of Congress, pass a bill that ends this crisis. To every citizen, call Congress and tell them to finally, after all of these decades, secure our border. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country, and that is what I will always do. So help me God. Thank you and good night.
that was our president, President Trump. Uh, thank you very much for your speech. Uh, <clears throat> I just had to put that there instead of writing it down and reading it myself, uh, which really wouldn't convey the point or the directness of what he had to say. It, it's something very important. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, Mexico built a wall to Guatemala. So, you know, they want to wall out the rest of the world, but when they want to come here, uh, just keep in mind, you know, the only way you're ever going to see $15 at McDonald's is if you cut out the, the $2 an hour strawberry picker. Um, you know, it's sad to say. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, there's people coming here because they can't make a life there, but there's people here that can't make a life here. Uh, we need to worry about the people that were born here, the people that belong here. Uh, if you don't feel the same way, this isn't your country. Uh, and that, you know, as somebody even just recently told me, you know, well, he's just trying to keep my people out. Well, and then they turned around and said, but I'm not even a Mexican. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit of a contradiction. So we've run over a little bit. And uh, that's okay. You know, I guess you get that... Uh, for waiting a few extra days to listen to this show. Um, we're really trying to strike out and uh, find a, a, a co-host so that we can sit down we can do side-to-side uh, -side banter uh, across the table and we can really, really make a difference uh, in your life, in your daily life. Uh, just remember, keep keep it real. You can say whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want to whoever the fuck you want, <sighs> keeping in mind that children and handicapped folk, maybe the generations before you, don't want to hear what you have to say, you know, use a little discretion because that's just an area of politeness, folks. Uh, if you really don't give a fuck about politeness, eh, well, fuck it, <laughs> me either. Talking politics is like cooking bacon for vegans.